0: Weezy baby.
1: Hello, welcome to season two of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. As always, I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. If you haven't already, go check out my new website. You can view the latest episode, fan favorites, and even submit a question to our future guests. You can visit the website at letstalkwrestlingpodcast.my.canva.site. You can also find the link in the show notes. The song you just heard is Fireman by Lil Wayne, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Gabe Miguel. Gabe was a three-time state place winner for the MFL Marmac Bulldogs, finishing fifth, third, and second. He's only the third Bulldog ever to place three times at the state tournament and was MFL Marmac's first state finalist in 15 years. Gabe just finished up his first year at Coke College while competing at 157 pounds. Gabe also just celebrated his 20th birthday last week. So happy belated birthday to Gabe. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Gabe Miguel. What are you going to do to keep kind of busy while you're um,
0: probably play a little Call of Duty, um, get my workouts in. I like to watch movies, too. I like watching Christmas movies around this time. <laughs>
1: You know, getting
0: the spirit, yeah. stuff like that. But
1: just chill. Do you have, do you have a favorite Christmas movie? I Elf. gotta ask.
0: Elf, for Elf? sure. Elf. We love Will Ferrell.
1: Yeah, yeah. definitely. I like that movie. <laughs> what? Uh, so, um, I wanna start, I guess, by asking you what are all the different last names people called you while you were at wrestling tournaments?
0: Wow, um we got the the classic Magoo, um McGeo uh McGio mm-hmm. a couple times um McGo, you know a couple tough ones, but uh like to put it out there it's Miguel, so it's a little in betweener, you know there's a little really U to it, little L but yeah, so Gabe Miguel, yeah
1: um, Wow. okay, one. yeah, so Gabe McGee. Sorry, I'm gonna mess it up. Miguel.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's pretty good. Wow. Yeah. That's, does it that's
1: Okay. Does it like does it bother you or like did you just get sick of correcting people?
0: Um a little bit, but I'd say it's still a goal of mine. To get that name known well enough where everybody's saying it right, so right now it's still in the works, but I say someday we'll get there for sure yeah. everybody's saying it right. so oh,
1: wow. Ne- yeah, even me I've never I don't even think I heard I don't know if Chet even even pronounced it that way.
0: It's you know? tough. It, it doesn't roll off easy. Miguel Miguel.
1: Miguel Miguel
0: there it is
1: okay okay i'll okay i will do my best
0: yeah I'll just to listen to run the audio back and just yep.
1: practice and you'll get it down yep yeah wow interesting that's awesome that's yeah. that's pretty cool that and that's cool that you're sticking to your name you know like you know i gave up correcting people they call me kelly all the time obviously or caleb and i just I just give up, but yeah. that's cool that you're sticking to your guns and you're like, Hey, no, this is how you pronounce it, man. I want people to know that this is how you pronounce it. Oh, yeah, so cool. So, what, uh, since it's fresh in your mind, what's been the biggest transition you know from college so far?
0: Um, hand setting and just mindset, I'd say, or hand, mm-hmm. hand fighting and mindset, I'd say, yeah. because. Obviously, there's some grown men now, just just pure men, right? That just got that man strength. I don't know where they get it, but it just happens. But uh so dealing with that, definitely working in the weight room and just the hand fighting is more of a boxing match, I'd say, you know, <laughs> a little more punchy than uh touch and go. So um learning to put my head in the fight a little bit more, and then definitely just knowing I belong, I'd say these last couple of weeks have really taught me. You know, I can hang with anybody, but only when I want to, right? And the matches uh, mm-hmm. that I don't do well, I, I put my head down a little bit, and, you know, it, it's it's a mindset getting yourself right before those matches because in college, everybody wants to be there, right? I mean, they mm-hmm. chose to wrestle in college. They chose to take that next step. So they're all dogs, and you just got to have a little more dog in you than the other guy.
1: Yeah. When did you start realizing that – like, have you realized that you belong yet? Because you do. And I know yeah. outsiders say you do, but –
0: I'd say I would say I maybe haven't proved it yet. Um, in competition, I definitely still feel like I haven't even scratched the surface of, you know, guys I can beat or the amount I can beat uh, guys by. But in the practice room, I, I know where I'm at, you know. Um, <laughs> we have a whole bunch of quality guys at Co. that, um, you know, if you're taking them down in the room and competing with those guys, it just builds your confidence up. So it's a great room to be in. And I know that, you know, the more I compete, the more that's going to show for
1: everybody else yeah and you're coming in wrestling 157 so you're kind of at a grown man's weight too you know for sure sure that Uh, some strong guys yeah and like you said uh you're getting takedowns already you know yeah i mean i've talked to a lot of kids where they were like i didn't get a takedown for months right you know and if you're starting to get one or two still at this point like yeah any
0: anything anything's good and Honestly a lot of a lot of our freshmen are just are just competing real well and that's making our older guys better too. So I mean there's not really any one-sided matchups I'd say ever in the room. Every day's a fight. Everybody's scrapping and clawing. So it's a good environment. You're just you're you're going to get better no matter what. So
1: Yeah, for sure. No no time off. You can't take any time off, you know. I know like in the high school room, you know, you have some of your good kids maybe sprinkled in. And then, but those goes only last so long, and then you might switch it up to somebody else, and you kind of beat up on them. So, how did you stay ahead of the curve, or how did you stay pushing yourself? You know, during those times,
0: um, I, I owe a lot to my dad. He he did a really good job of, you know, take especially when I was younger, um, just finding a good practice here and there, finding a good partner, getting me in front of the people I needed to see to make me successful. Um, He's a huge part of that. And then, you know, sometimes you just got to find a way to get it done where you're from. I'm super proud of being from Marquette, Iowa, this small town Mm -hmm. and getting it done because, you know, there, there was good practices to go to, but a lot of times they were farther away. You just got to get it done where you're from. And I mean, coach Bachman's a great coach. He's got his style and, you know, you just believe in what he's doing and you just find a way to push yourself in the room. Like if you're whooping up on a guy, you know, cut him, get more takedowns, always work to score. There's ways to get your, let him get in on a shot. You know, there's just ways to work around it and you figure that out. But yeah, it's definitely a, a change of scenery in college, you know, like the rate of growth is just, you know, you're climbing like this because everybody's so elite, but.
1: Where'd yeah. you go to practice then? Where'd your dad take you?
0: Um, so I, I, uh, I did a lot of training with Charlie Falk. He, uh, wrestled for Mm -hmm. Iowa. He lives around Manchester now. Super good guy. Um, we did a lot of workouts together. Um, I also went up to combat in Wisconsin combat wrestling club training facility with Lucas Stelt. He's a big Greco guy. And, um, you know, that's probably where I get a lot of my throws and a lot of my Mm funk. So, you know, I owe a lot of credit to him too, but just kind of all over the place, you know, there, Decorah and Outlaw, just getting a whole b- bunch of different styles. Like that's why I think I'm so diverse is just being so spread out. And honestly, coming from that small town, I kind of could go here, go there, go here, oh. and I'm not you know, stuck at one club. So it was good too,
1: in a way. Wow. Um, Interesting point. Way to put it like that because yeah, you, when you're in the bigger city, you probably just go to the one club, right. but Absolutely. you had, you, you kind of had your options that's cool yeah and you are a good thrower you won Greco Greco uh, yeah. State folks. yeah
0: won that a couple yeah. times Be some good kids Greco we love we love yeah. throwing people that's fun
1: <laughs> yeah and you know it's probably a testament to how why you pin what did I texted you? you pin three kids in 30 seconds this past tournament yeah. like, what yeah. the heck that's you don't see that
0: like I said it's, it's mindset I came out flat definitely that tournament but we turned it on after that for sure
1: yeah, what place what would you end up there?
0: I got fifth. fifth. Um I lost to the same kid twice. Yeah, one one both matches on my feet, but we definitely gotta get better at bottom right now and not letting legs in. So that's a place to work, but
1: well there. You know, um that's tough when you're when you are a dominant high schooler, you know, like you were, you don't get you don't go on bottom very often or you right. get out right away because yep. you know, you're so tough. You're on your feet all the time and you're taking kids down. So that, yeah, that had to be, that has to be, has to be a transition or tough right now for you. Yeah.
0: I guess. Yeah. I said the hand fighting mindset, but yeah, definitely getting out on bottom is number three. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Definitely. What are you, what are you working on?
0: Um, mainly uh I would say don't get don't let the legs in, right? But when they come in, we've been doing a lot of spar goes um you know, feeling it out cuz a lot of times you can drill things but it's really if feel things. So what I love at Echo, uh, mm-hmm. we do a lot of situational spars kind of in the areas we need to work. So that's been really beneficial. Um even from the first open to that duel um my shots, shots were there, but I wasn't finishing them. So what we work, we did spars and finishing shots and then my shots started coming together. So we just attack whatever we need to work at and I'll spar that area. So
1: mm-hmm. what led you, you know, you've referenced co a couple of times. What led you to co in the first place?
0: Um I say the people there. Um mm-hmm. I kind of I kinda had some options, you know, to go mm-hmm. here, there, different divisions, but there's just something about coach O. And, you know, Coach Gatto, Coach Topher, every, everybody there, they, the way they wanted me and invested their time and and what came to my stuff, watched my stuff. And honestly, being in that room, there's no divisions. Like being at Co College, I feel like you can compete with with anybody in the country. So it's exciting. And Coach O just gets you fired up. He's a great mm-hmm. guy. He's going to make me a better person. And when choosing Coe, I, I know that like wrestling's not forever. I want to build good relationships. Mm-hmm. I want good people, good mentors in my life. Um, If I got hurt, would I still like this school, right? Mm -hmm. And these people these people take care of me, and, you know, the teammates are my brothers. I don't know. I I love it there. I'm happy every day. Coach O makes you pumped up to train every day. I've fallen in love with wrestling more than I ever thought I could. So, I don't know. It's definitely the right place for me right now, and I'm just growing as a person, as a wrestler, and it's exciting. Nice.
1: Uh, Yeah, what, what advice do you have? You know, since you just went through the recruiting process, there's tons of athletes going through it every year. You know, what advice would you have, even if you look back last year on yourself and like Gabe, this is something I would look at.
0: Um, I would say be patient. I uh a lot of guys going into their senior year, they want to decide so they can kind of relax, maybe, and you know, just go with their season without having to worry about committing. But for me, I, I didn't want to commit too soon. I wanted to make sure, you know, I knew where I wanted to go. So I'd say definitely be patient because for me, I mean, up until like March, I mean, my top three, I was like juggling. I didn't really know, but then one day you just kind of know. And so Mm -hmm. I would say definitely be patient and um, be in a room where you're not the top guy, but you're also not the bottom guy. I'd say find a room (laughs) where you got, you got an area to grow and, and you also, you know, you're, you're, you're succeeding as well, I'd say is important. So Mm -hmm. just, just people that'll take care of you, you know, it's not always about the wins and the losses, people that want to mold you into a good person, get you a good job, good degree, things like that, I'd say are super important.
1: Yeah, I think one one point you made was if you did get injured, God forbid, you know, you got injured and you couldn't wrestle anymore, you would still like the school. And I think that's a big yeah. part of it too, you know, because injuries happen. Absolutely. So right. how did you, how'd you come up with that mindset? Because that's something that I don't think a lot of athletes think about.
0: Um. So actually – it was it was Kaylee, so Chet's daughter. Kaylee, oh we were God. in the advisory. We were in advisory one day, and I was actually stressing out between my top two, and uh, Kaylee was giving me advice. She's like, "Gabe, what you got to think about?" She's like, "Wrestling's not forever. What if you got hurt? What's like who are the good people?" And I was like, "You know, Kaylee, that makes a lot of sense." So, I mean, honestly, right then and there, I was like, "I think I know where I need to go." But yeah, she helped me with that. Actually, gave me that mindset. She's smart.
1: Wow. I guess. Yeah, she is. She's a little smart cracker up there now in St. Thomas. So, yeah, Yeah, like, where did, you know, did did it ever dawn on you maybe to go far away? Some athletes are like, man, I need to go far away, get the heck out of here. You know, was that ever an option for you to just Um, dodge?
0: Yeah, I never looked, I never looked super far, but um, yeah, I I thought about maybe NIU, which was like four hours away, maybe um, Augustana, which was like five hours away, but I always kind of knew. My mom hates flying, so <laughs> I knew I kind of wanted to be relatively close to my, I like, you know, having family come watch and stuff, and that's important to me, you know, having my dad being able to watch me wrestle and my mom and parents. So um, that wasn't like a big factor, but I'd say after I knew I kind of wanted to go to co, it was just kind of another bonus. You know, it's nice being close because grandparents can come watch you, family mm-hmm. come watch you. So I'd say I didn't really think of it too much it just kind of happened but i'm glad i'm close
1: yeah. yeah yeah you said so you're at co now it's what how far away is that from marquette two and a half hours or so or two hours uh,
0: about two about two a little under two maybe depending on <laughs> <who's> the <right. laughs> traffic
1: yeah <laughs> um so being up at co you know did you you know you said your parents and stuff could come do you ever get nervous in front of them wrestling in front of your parents and family
0: um Honestly, for me, I'd say the more attention that's on me is the better. I think oh, I think yeah. the bigger the stage, I kind of like that atmosphere, the pressure, because then I'm like, oh, don't mess up. And I don't know, the more I think don't mess up, sometimes I don't mess up. But uh, it's almost the tournaments that are like, oh, it doesn't really matter, you know, blah, blah, blah. That's where sometimes I mess up and get a little wild and put myself in danger. But uh, like those duels and where you got a packed crowd and they're just watching you, I, I love that stuff. So I I mm-hmm. – once i get too nervous more anxious and excited but
1: mm-hmm. you know man how cool so you said your dad was a big part of it he also helped coach you you know while you're all throughout your high school career and was in your corner you know how how special and cool was that to have your dad in your corner like at state and and stuff like that
0: uh, it means everything to me he's uh mm-hmm. he's the best guy i mean he's He's a great role model, giving me everything, sacrificed a lot of his time so I could reach my goals. And he's he's believed in me since day one. You know, um, gosh, I owe that guy a lot. It means everything to have him in my corner and him cheering me on, just being there, looking into him, you know, third period, you're tired and you remember everything that guy did for you. You just want to put on for him. Not that, you know, I do it for myself, but I mean, it's real good to just make him proud. That's Mm -hmm. really important to me. And whether that's on or off the mat, uh, it just, yeah that's always, always in my mind. So he, mm-hmm. it means a lot having him around and showing how much he
1: cares for sure. Yeah. Speaking of off the mat, how are classes going?
0: They're going. I, I actually, <laughs> I've been, I've been making, making it a lot of classes. I haven't missed much. I'm getting pretty solid grades. It was a turning, turning point though. I'd never really studied in high school. You know, you don't really have to too much. <laughs> right, and then you right. get to college and it's like, oh boy, you know, these exams are pretty big. So the studying thing was a little different, but Learning how to manage my time has been good. Just growing up a little bit.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because some of those classes you have, like I took a class and literally the only points you had were exams. That was it. There was no homework. Really? Yep, there was no homework. You know, there and all you had, there were like five exams and that was it. <sighs> yeah. I don't know if I would have done so on that one. Right, and so you know it is a completely different. It's tough, and so you're like, how do I make up these points? You know, there's no extra credit. It's I'm stressful. So, do you know what you're going to major in?
0: I'm thinking I'm majoring in business and philosophy with a minor in Spanish right now. Okay. That's the
1: plan. Okay.
0: Cool. I'm hoping I got to get good grades but we're hoping to get into law school after the undergrad. Wow. So that's where like the philosophy in Spanish might help a little bit be more marketable, help you get into law school, but grades got to grades got to be good first. Grade. Right. Yeah. a lot of work so, to be done.
1: Yeah. How are classes? Are they do you have like um are they big classes where you have like hundreds of kids?
0: Oh uh, no, I like I like that about Coke cuz you can, you know, make relationships with your teachers. My mm-hmm. biggest class is probably 1820 maybe nice. and the, like my spanish class had like eight of us by the end of it so you can really get familiar with everybody and build relationships so you know coming from mfl marmac it's like kind of <laughs> the same feel so
1: yeah do you want to you got a spanish phrase you want
0: to um, no se sé que que quieres me decir uh, estoy tranquilando estoy bien I don't know. I said I don't know what to <laughs> say. I'm relaxed. <laughs>
1: Perfect. Yeah. What shirt you got on? Is that is that uh, Cocho?
0: Cocho is my homeboy.
1: You guys wore those the other day. I swear. Right?
0: Yeah. It was. Uh, we got these made. Jimmy, our assistant, had them made for the duel. So we had a lot of students and our whole team repping it. It was pretty
1: mm-hmm. cool. Nice, right. Jimmy. Jimmy Gatto. I wrestled him back in like I think we were in really? eighth grade. Yeah, I think we were like in eighth grade. Oh my gosh, how'd that go? Good for me. Good, good, there you good. go. Okay. <laughs> I, think I, was, I, was I think I was a little bigger than him because he he wrestled Trevor Hayhall if you remember him.
0: Oh yep.
1: And so, um, yeah, he wrestled us both the same day, and I think he went on two. Unfortunately, but yeah, he had a good he had a good high school career, national finalist for for co. So yeah, yeah, he's all
0: right. Yeah,
1: yeah, he's not a guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so coming back to like your younger days, I remember Chet telling me you were his (laughs) highest placing seventh grader, you know, that he's ever had, you know, like when did you start? Did you wrestle when you were just a wee bitty kid?
0: So crazy story. I got into rest. So my dad wrestled and obviously wanted to introduce me to the sport at some point, but he didn't want me to burn out. So he didn't want me to get introduced to it too early. But my mom, Actually had some friends. We used to live in Forest City and she'd made some friends and their kids were going to wrestling practice. And I was like three at the time. So she wanted to go hang out with her friends, kind of. So I just kind of got drugged along. And so, yeah, when I was about three, four years old, I was already wrestling and going to practice. But <laughs> I uh, spent a lot of the practices on the wall crying with my dad. But slowly and surely, I started to love, loving it. And it took off. Yeah.
1: So you were OK. I guess I didn't know that. You're, so you lived in Forest City for a while.
0: Uh, I went to like three year old preschool there, and then I, I was actually in at MFL's preschool, so I wasn't there very long. Okay. So, yeah, I came to MFL. Like, I lived there for about a little over a year, and then moved to uh, Marquette.
1: Okay, what brought you down to Marquette?
0: Um, my dad got like offered the same job, but um, at the boat there in Marquette, mm-hmm. and my grandparents live in the same development we do my aunt and uncle do and now my dad has an office with my uncle so it just kind of worked out the whole families together together and uh kind of in the middle like we weren't in my dad's hometown we weren't in my mom's hometown but now we're kind of you
1: know around the area Mm -hmm. Oh, okay where are your parents from then
0: um my dad's from wacon and my mom's from new hampton
1: so okay wow And you guys ended up in Monona. Well, Marquette, Marquette. I got to be correct. It's Marquette because there are different towns and everyone likes to rep their own city. Oh, yeah. Right Right on. So you ended up down in Marquette and just wrestled. Like, did you ever feel like you were going to get burnt out or you were getting burnt out throughout Um, growing up?
0: No, actually, my dad did a really good job. So when it got to the point, like at the end of the year, He, when I was younger, he would always kind of ask me like how many more tournaments I wanted to do and however many more I kind of wanted to do. He would always like stop me one short of whatever I wanted to do. So he kind of helped like cut me off. So whenever the season would end, he'd like make me take a break and I would be the one asking, Hey, can I do freestyle Greco? And then once I started getting to like sixth, seventh grade and, you know, I dropped baseball, realized I love wrestling stuff like that. He let me just, you know, how, as much as I wanted to do with it. And uh, I don't know. I've just been lucky. I don't know. I've never got burnt out, never really hated it. There's times, obviously, after a loss where you're like, okay, I want to quit. But that's very short lived. You nip that bad mindset in the butt and you just get back on the horse. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've never really been too satisfied. I don't know. Wrestling's a sport that you never really... You know, you can never really relax and cherish being on top too long because someone's always nipping at your heels. So, Mm -hmm. kind of always want to get better and always keep doing. I just haven't fallen out of love with that process yet.
1: Mm Hmm. Yeah. Um. Gosh. Yeah. You just said like he always stopped you one short. I mean, when did he finally just kind of uh, how you say just unleash the beast? Just take the chains off and let you just go as much as you wanted.
0: I'd say, I'd say probably like like junior high when high school started coming around the corner and he knew like to reach my goals, I, you know, kind of just, I needed to train all year round. Guys are doing that now earlier and earlier. So uh, I don't know, in order to keep up, I just, he knew he had to let me go. And he let me go and he took me where I needed to go. Like I said, those clubs here and there practices here and there, and just made it happen, made it work busy schedules. You know, we took off time work here and we'll work a different day here, work a weekend, take a, you know, time off. So yeah, just super grateful
1: for all that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, uh, when you went to, you know, a club and you don't have to say any names or anything, but like, you know, we've all been there where we go to a, a practice or a club and we're not satisfied with what we're getting. So we have to seek it out elsewhere. You know, did you ever have that where you where you went to a club a couple of times and you're like, you know what, this just isn't for me. This is, I need to go somewhere else.
0: Um. Honestly, I don't think I really ever had that. Every every practice room I tried out, like, it was either because a buddy of mine or my dad, you know, had a friend or someone he knew that like kind of guided us to go to this person. Like, Bachman uh, introduced us to uh, when I say Bachman, uh, Mr. my <laughs> Chet. He uh, introduced me to Lucas Stelt. Mm-hmm. That crazy guy real good greco coach but you know he introduced me to that um charlie was helping out with our little kids program that's how we got introduced to him so i just kind of had the uh, relationships through a few people and they led me in the right direction so i say i was blessed without being in too much i never really was in a toxic club or toxic room everybody
1: uh was pretty good mm-hmm. did your dad wrestle in high school and like in college yeah, or anything
0: he, he, he didn't wrestle in college uh I can't remember, but his junior and senior year, he had, like, a couple ranked kids at his district both years, so he never made it out. But, yeah, he loved wrestling, and he was pretty solid. But
1: Mm -hmm. Really? And what about your mom? Was she ever involved? Like, did she know anything about wrestling?
0: Oh, yeah, she didn't know nothing about wrestling until pretty much I started, but now (laughs) she's been the best supporter, the biggest supporter. But, yeah, she uh, had to learn it kind of. As uh, yeah, her side's all basketball and stuff like that. So oh, she has yeah. lear- learned the ropes a little bit, but she's uh, came a very long ways.
1: <laughs> did, did did you ever play basketball, or did she ever get you to like maybe try basketball?
0: I've never even practiced it. Um, that's just not me. I don't know. I gotta be a little more physical. I think I'd foul, <laughs> I'd be, I'd fall out pretty quick.
1: It's just mm-hmm. not my
0: speed, but. <laughs>
1: Did you ever do any other sports? I know you touched on, you said you played baseball a little bit before you quit. Yeah, but.
0: so what did I do? Uh, when I was real little, I did I did swim team and baseball in the summer a little bit. Did baseball longer up until about sixth grade. Um, and then I played football and wrestling all through high school. And then actually my senior year, I went out for golf too. I like to play a little golf. Really? I'd have some fun. <laughs> senior year, so that was good.
1: Were you any good?
0: I I won the first tournament. Whoa, uh, what? And that was my best score all year. And I actually worked my way to JV by the end of it. (laughs) So, yeah, I go from winning a tournament. And uh, I think that's where my wrestling, you know, mental mindset kind of came into play. Once I get ticked off, my golf just kind of goes downhill. You can't really get fired up playing golf. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, working on staying calm. But it was fun. (laughs) It was a good experience.
1: That's cool. Yeah, sometimes, you know, like. After wrestling season, I would do track and, you know, MFL. And then when I moved to Monticello, I did soccer. It was kind of my break sport, mm-hmm. you know. I I kind of needed that where I just kind of took it easy for first season. So, right. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think about not going out for football?
0: Uh, to be honest, yeah. Um, there was a time my freshman – freshman year, going to sophomore year around that time. Uh, I have, still have, I have a couple of fractures in my back.
1: You still fractures. have?
0: Yeah. So this is quite the story too, actually. Um. So I don't know. It was like a freestyle tournament after my eighth grade year or whatever. I was getting like head pinched and my back was all twisted up. It might've been from that, but over time, pretty much these stress fractures happened. My back got tight. That Doctor said it twisted like a rope and just kind of started to break off. Mm -hmm. So I got these stress fractures and I'm in a lot of pain. So, yeah, I was actually debating on getting a surgery and uh, not playing football, maybe taking time off. I was debating on, you know, being in a brace, doing this and that. And I ended up just saying, screw it, screw the surgery and I'll wear the brace, but I'll play the games. And so that's what we kind of did and coach Anderson was great on if I need to practice off here or there to keep me healthy for Fridays. We did that, but yeah, so I played football, but there were some times with injuries I thought about maybe not to try to get healthy for wrestling, but screw that. You're from a small town, you know, you're a good athlete. you got to represent and, you know, you got to make your community proud. And it wasn't about me then. And I do love football, so it was good.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, good reference there that you know you're from a small town and you're one of the best athletes in the town you know and so did you feel some pressure you know to kind of instead of be a one sport athlete to 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 kind of use your talents to help other sports Um, in a way i
0: did and and rightfully so though i mean there is people definitely that invested some time into me there um (laughs) great coaches and great people and you know you do you do owe something to those people that, you know, are there to support even things like that. And if I could get it done, you know, doing both sports and enjoy it, then, you know, I'm going to do that. And, you know, it was a decision, but I know I made the right decision. I don't regret it. I broke my hand sophomore year, broke fingers, did this, that, that maybe didn't give me 150 wins because I missed some wrestling after being hurt. But when I go back and change it, heck no, man. It's those football memories are some of the best you ever have, you know, how mm-hmm.
1: it is, so. Yeah, and you know, back back when I was in high school, you know, it would have probably been an easier decision because our football team, unfortunately, wasn't very good. They were not very good. They were not very competitive. We were two way at the time, which okay. doesn't mean anything now because you guys are competing. They were, you know, competing with two way teams and doing right. good. So probably was easier for you to be like, you know what, I'm going to go out. These are I've been playing with these guys. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. It was.
0: Yeah, that that was a, that was a definitely a factor. Our uh, my grade was we were always pretty competitive and pretty oh, salty. Yeah. So I didn't want to kind of you know break up the band a little bit. We we had a good thing going, <laughs> good rhythm going, and guys are continuing it. Uh, thankfully, I think they will for a long time. But yeah, the football culture changed at MFL, and it was really fun being a part of that. So yeah, I definitely didn't didn't want to leave that early.
1: Yeah, how did you feel? You know, you just said the culture had changed, and and it really has. You know, from an outsider who. Like I said, grew up in our our football team was bad. Two wins, three wins was all we could muster. You know, um, how was it to change that and put them kind of on the map? Uh, it
0: felt great, and it was fun too because Coach Anderson uh, coached my grade in seventh and eighth grade, and he did got that job as a when we were freshmen. So he kind of knew our grade, knew our system, knew how we worked. So it just flowed real, real smoothly. And we believed in him. Obviously in middle school, we went undefeated. So we knew we could win with him as our coach. And I don't know, we were confident And uh, like, like we talked about earlier, going out for sports. There's too many people for a while that didn't want to get hurt for basketball. Didn't get, want to get hurt for this. Or, you know, we suck. I don't want to go out, but I mean, if everybody comes together and all the athletes go out, work hard in a small community, it's, you it can be pretty, pretty tough.
1: Yeah. Good point. Good point. You guys, you were a part of uh one of the one of the most fun nicknames in recent football history, with yeah. the McDouble McDouble what, uh, Decker. Yeah.
0: That was cool. That was fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, who gave know. that nickname?
0: Uh, I think it was uh, Dan Barron's the uh, radio guy for KTT. <laughs> and I think he gave it. Uh, yeah, first time I heard it, I was like, "That's not, that's gonna stick."
1: Yeah, it did. Which yeah. what were you in part of it? So obviously you had Decker. Um, Carter was the McDouble was the Decker part. There what part know, were you? We had,
0: we had Colin McShane mm-hmm. and Gabe McGo. So it was the McDouble and then Carter Decker. So Oh right, right. So two Mix and Decker. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Dude, McShane, man, he was something else, wasn't he? Yeah. He's good athlete. Yeah. Great athlete. Did you ever try getting him out for wrestling?
0: Heck yeah, man. All the time. Uh Dude, he would have been good too. He's kind of a kid. Whatever he does, he's gonna excel at. Um, I remember before a football game our senior year, like me and him were wrestling and we were sweating our butts off just at like someone's house. And he was, I mean, I was beating him, you know. Don't get me wrong. But Cullen, he's he's an athlete. He would have been he would have been a dang good wrestler. We tried (laughs) so many times.
1: Yeah. And And, you know, to your point about having kids go out for sports, you know, the more, more kids you get out, the better you'll be. I think that stays true for wrestling. You know, I think a lot of people, they don't, they don't do it or they play basketball instead. And they don't even go the wrestling route when they, when they probably should. Did you ever like, did you have success sometimes pulling kids into the wrestling room? Because you were kind of the face, you know. Yeah. The sport. Yeah,
0: I did have a little bit. And I think. I think, I don't know the right, you just can tell like when a kid sometimes needs wrestling and, and there's a lot of those kids that just, if they can make it through that sport, like, you know, you feel like a warrior sometimes after those practices and things like that, it makes you feel good about yourself, gives you confidence. And so it's really fun getting someone into that wrestling family. Cause you know, it, it's just a different vibe than any other sport. You know, once you're in it, you understand it. So yeah, it's fun. Like going around with Bachman maybe at school and grabbing a couple of kids here and there and just introduce them to the sport and seeing them fall in love with it. Like I did. I loved, I loved being uh, the face for the kids too. And just, I don't know, someone to look up to and encourage them. I, I love going back and, and coaching those guys. That, that's, that's super fun for
1: me. Mm-hmm. Is that what's in your future? You think, I, I mean, I know you're not looking probably that far into the future. Cause you got a lot to tackle here in the next few years with wrestling at co, but have you thought about going down the coaching path?
0: Yeah, I, I've definitely thought about it, it for sure, because I, I do enjoy working with kids and teaching and learning, and, and I think I'm going to need to have wrestling around for a long time. I just mm-hmm. love the sport so much, so yeah, I can see that, I can see that, whether yeah. it's a club scale or a team, I don't know yet, but we'll see. Mm-hmm.
1: What's your dad do now that you're that you're out and he has a little more free time? Like, what's he doing this, you know, last weekend, you know?
0: Um So he comes down when he can. He watches my stuff, but he, uh, my brother's still in high school. So he's actually still coaching for a couple more years yet. And then, yeah, he works, uh, like I said, at the casino for the DCI, but, uh, I don't know. He hunts a lot in his free time, hunts a lot. Otherwise he's busy, uh, probably taking my little sister to practice here. My brother to practice here, going to watch me. So my parents will be busy for a while yet. We mm-hmm.
1: keep
0: running around. So
1: how many sisters do you have
0: and I brothers? Have two, I have an older sister, younger sister, and a younger brother. So mm-hmm. three other siblings.
1: Yeah. Where's your older sister go to school?
0: She's at I.
1: Yeah. Oh really? Okay. Cool. Did you ever look? Did you look at U and I?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit, but uh
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when you were, you know, obviously one of the big things that relate to you, Gabe, is, is the cowboy hat. And so, you know, is there a story behind it at all?
0: Um, I don't know. There's, there's a few things, I guess. Um, it kind of, it, it, it correlated well with, I really like Johnny Cash. Okay. And he's, <sighs> he's the man in black, right. And it's the black cowboy hat, and not always getting what you want cowboying up that mentality um in my freshman year I saw we had a couple seniors Garrett Keener and Michael Egan they had a couple cowboy hats at state and they graduated Mm -hmm. And actually Colin Stubbs he uh he gave me that hat but that hat was his hat so shout out Colin Stubbs for the cowboy hat Mm -hmm. he gifted that to me after my senior year but yeah I kind of just carried their tradition on and it kind of stuck and became a thing and I don't know. I embraced it, loved it, cowboy up, you know, tack it. I, it was cool. I don't know. That's just kind of how it came together. Have you ever? Oh, you do? Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yes.
1: Yeah. yeah. You played the guitar and Kaylee sang, right? At
0: yeah. Something. Yeah. At our uh, school variety show. Crozier played guitar with us too. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <was> cool. <laughs> ah, yes. I remember seeing that video. <laughs> um, I remember you also saying cowboy up after your semifinals match your your senior year after you got that takedown in the third period against uh Lopez yep. from New London. Yep. That was what you said. You know, was there something different about that match as opposed to your junior year that stands out to you?
0: Yeah, um my junior year I I'd say I wrestled not to lose and my senior year in that semifinals I wrestled to win and that's just like I said, you got to cowboy up and get that takedown. Like, you know, nobody's going to win on an escape. No one's going to win on a stall call. You're not going to win on a push out. Like, you know, those high-quality matches, you're going to need to get a takedown. And when the third period comes around, that senior year was different. I wasn't waiting for him to make a mistake. I wasn't, you know, wrestling scared. I went went after it and got that, got that takedown. So, that yeah,
1: that's what I was talking about there. Mm-hmm. How hard was it then, you know, a lot of guys I talked to is – they get beat on the front side and then they have to wrestle immediately on the backside, you know, and, and every, you know, a lot of people say that is so tough mentally, especially after, you know, you want to win a state title and you're a junior and you get beat and now you're bounced to the backside, but you still, how are you able to be composed and win and then still get third?
0: Honestly, it's probably a God given thing, but it's the only way I know. I feel bad. Like if I lose, I, I feel bad for whoever's got a slap hands hand because I'm, um, <laughs> I'm coming to kill you. I don't know. There's just something like when I don't get what I want, I don't know. I can't cower down, you know, that's just going to make things worse. So I guess just knowing when I look back, you know, now five years from now, you know, we'll get the next best thing. Right. I don't want to, you know, go, go get seventh or go get beat out when I know I can compete with those top guys. I don't know. It's honestly, it's never even been a question to me. It's just, Mm -hmm. you just got to do it. Mm Do it.
1: Your freshman year, you know that was you didn't. Did you qualify as a as a freshman?
0: No, I lost by one point. One point.
1: Oh, yeah. How tough was out. that? Yeah, rode out.
0: Yeah, uh, it was tough. Both those guys went on to place. So just knowing I was that close to being a four time, you know, medalist, I I knew I was right there. But I mean, it definitely motivated me for the next year and the next year. So maybe if I go get a medal my freshman year, I'm not as motivated the next three. So. I just look at it as everything happens for a reason and, you know, made me where I am today. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: You seem to bounce back pretty well from adversity, you know, that hits you, you know, do you ever think of a time where maybe you got the best of you? I mean, cause everything you've been saying, it's like, no, well, this happens. Well, I'm going to do this and get better from it. I mean,
0: um, I'd say maybe, maybe when I was a little kid, um, a couple times I, I might've cowered down, but like, I, I vividly remember a, a time at USA state, it was like third grade. It was one time my dad, like he never really chewed my butt cause he was, he was a good dad, mm-hmm. but this time I kind of deserved it. I put my head down after loss. I was crying, didn't get what I wanted. And he just kind of told me like, Gabe, like, wake up, look where you're at. Like you've came such a long way. You're at the state tournament yada 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 right so uh ever since then i've just kind of like been grateful for where i'm at because even though sometimes i don't get what i want i still came a really long way from where i started you know you set the bar really high but i mean you're not always going to get what you want in life and and that's that so just got to always get the next best thing but i would say after literally that third grade moment i just i just haven't haven't thought like that
1: since then wow Wow. That's, that's impressive, you know, to be as young as you are and to, to know that feeling. I mean, that takes, that sometimes takes years. People get older and older and they don't feel like that, or they finally come around to that feeling. Yeah.
0: It's, it's tough for sure. But once, once it becomes a habit, I think like now for me, it's just second nature, but obviously those first times when you, you, when you do bounce back, you're just callous in your mind and callous in your body to just, okay, this is the only way I know. So I'm going to get back up on that horse and we're going to try again and try again and try again.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. you know, I was watching, you know, probably in my, you know, from my perspective, probably the biggest piece of adversity you faced was, you know, your senior year when you got beat at state. I mean, that was difficult even for me to watch, you know, because I know all the time that you put in, you know, and for you to live through it. How long did you how long did it take for you to mo- apply the mindset that you have that you've been talking about, you know, to that adversity and that loss?
0: Um, I would say that that loss doesn't sting any less than it did the moment after it happened. But it's the fact that you can't you can't let that beat you down. Right. I'm never going to be satisfied with my high school career. That's that it happened. It is what it is but I'm also not going to live off my high school career. Right. I'm not just going to, okay, I'm defined by these three medals I got these years. No, screw that. That happened. It's over. So, I mean, there is maybe like, like I said, right after the loss where you're like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? I want to quit. But you nip that in the butt right away. And then it was, okay, let's get ready for college. You know, what's next, you know? Okay. Didn't get my state title. Let's go win a national title.
1: Right. And yeah. And, you know, there are, you know, there are plenty of people out there that have had that. You know, I don't think Jimmy Gatto ever won a state title, not to my knowledge. Um, he, he didn't win a national title either, but he was a national finalist, national you finals. know. So, you know, there are, yep, there are a lot of stories out there about kids who.
0: True foster.
1: You know, yes. hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you got the right mindset looking at it that, yeah. hey, you know, End of one chapter onto the next. sure. But still that doesn't make it any, any easier.
0: Nope. Not at all. Just part of the story.
1: Just part mm-hmm. of the story. Gosh. Who um I bet how how devastating was it for your dad? Did you ever chat with him about it? Did he feel Um you know,
0: he, he's really proud of me. It hurt it hurt him, but only because he knows how much it hurt me. Mm-hmm. And like like you said, he, he's he's seen me put all the work in. Um obviously invested a time and you know so did so did uh rice from magnolia right there's a couple couple great guys close match someone's going to win someone's going to lose so i mean we chatted on it but he's he's been so great and super proud of me and what i've done and he always says you know it's not about winning or losing this it's just about bettering myself every day as a person and he's never uh never judged me on my accolades so i always respect the heck out of him for that he just he just wants me to be a good guy so i know that uh, if I just do the right things, I'm making him proud. And that's all that matters. So he's proud of me no matter what, it would have been great for him to put that medal around my neck. You know, obviously, I'd visualize that a lot. But uh, like I said, life's, life's not fair. Life's not fairy tale all the time. And it is what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you just mentioned you visualized him doing that. Did you was visualization a big part? Like you know your yeah. wrestling career
0: so far, it just it just came naturally. I don't know. Sometimes you just be laying in bed visualizing yourself in the finals, winning a match. Yeah, I, I can't count how many times I visualized winning a state title, winning a national title, all all those things. Um Yeah, obviously you know you watch on TV growing up those state <laughs> finals. That's a big that's a big thing, and you want to mm-hmm. be want to be that guy someday. So it it was big for me just to even make it to the finals, and I, I just got to be grateful for that, right? Because because that's that's what happened. We achieved that is great. Didn't get exactly what I wanted, but it is what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And although you didn't get the state title, I remember, you know, I think it was in between your junior and senior year. You were on the junior national dual team for yep. Iowa. Yep. And you went down there and you won this hell of a match against this Oklahoma State champ. Oh yeah, good one. You know, so like, you know, there are other opportunities for you to solidify your your worth. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
0: as I learned more, I realized like I put a lot of weight on the state tournament for like obviously like recruitment and stuff. Like, oh, I need to be multi multi time state champ. Yada yada yada. But like I said, my dad just gave me the opportunities I needed. Right, we go to Greco State, get on that team, and then boom, you're wrestling the best in the country. And there's so many coaches there. So yeah, um, might not have got it done at the high school state tournament. But yeah, there was definitely some opportunities that I had to. uh Wrestle great competition and put your name out there for sure, which was yeah. fun. It was fun to do.
1: Yeah, you that junior national duels team. Gosh,
0: great guys on that team. Loaded. It was fun. Yeah, I bet. I mean, legends, man, legends.
1: Well, see, that's the thing. You know, you're being around legends, but you're on the same team as them. Yep. You know, so where does that put you? You know.
0: I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you we'll know, uh, we'll but the, yeah. I I love those guys. I'm I'm so friends with a lot of them. Those Iowa teams are man, those are some of the best memories. Those guys, life, lifelong friends. You see them at college tournaments now and stuff. And it's super fun. But yeah, that, that junior dual team, that was fun. We we hadn't won nationals in a while.
1: So that was good. Yeah. Was good. yeah if didn't, they,
0: didn't they win it again this year too? They did yep. two mm-hmm. in a row. Yeah. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, the last time they won it was like in 2004 when it was like Seabolt and Montel Marion and like, oh oh my gosh, there were some hammers on that team. So to be, you know, now all of a sudden there's your team that you've been on. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. I like that, but yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, as tough as it is sometimes to look, you know, you can always look at the cup half empty or half, half full, you know, so Uh, yeah what um how did you push yourself you know being at a small town school going to you know smaller town tournaments how'd you push yourself when i mean you wrestled maybe three matches and you pinned everybody in 30 seconds you know i mean how did you continue to
0: progress Um, yeah so i'd say when i was like freshman sophomore junior those pud matches i didn't do a good enough job like uh putting in that extra work. And when it came to the later matches in the season, I would get tired in the third period because I was never there much. Right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Bachman and me and my dad kind of talk, you know, how should, how can we like work? Like you said. And so, you know, sometimes it looks like you're being kind of a, an asshole, but I started, uh, I started cutting guys more. I just started going for techs or tech pins and just taking a guy down, taking a guy down, look at Bachman, take a guy down. When he says pin him, you, you pin him. So just doing things like that, maybe that was a little selfish, but you gotta do what you gotta do to get it done. And, you know, after a match when you're hot, sweaty, warm, you know, you go get some sprints in things like that. Uh help me push myself. Um and I, I put a lot of extra time into after practices on air dines and things like that. You just you just gotta do it.
1: Just gotta do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember he used to do that to some of the kids back in my day. Would, you know, you couldn't pin him until he told you to.
0: Yeah.
1: And yep. sometimes you'd be too tired to pin again, him. Again, yeah. yeah, again, again, All <laughs> time. Um, You know, you were going to post. I do have a gripe to pick with you. So you were going to post on YouTube um, about like the life of wrestler. And you did it once. And disappeared.
0: So there there's a few videos out there um okay yeah yeah there if you look a little deeper there's a few videos out there a few blogs, and i was doing like the whole senior year thing maybe was going to continue it in college you know because it's good for publicity with like nil and things and now maybe you know for anything to come your way but i recorded you know obviously the whole tournament uh state tournament and edited you know all that crap and then the finals happened i just couldn't go back and look on the footage I just couldn't, you know, edit that and and look at it. So, yeah, that is something I kind of do need to close and and maybe uh, get back to. But yeah, I haven't been called out on that yet. But I I've been thinking about that in the back of my mind too. Like <laughs> those videos are still out there, and I haven't really haven't really closed the deal on that. So
1: yeah. Where where do you find them? Where do you find the other videos?
0: Uh, they should be on that same account. Was there only one okay.
1: video? Um, Yeah, but, you know, I, I could have looked probably a little deeper if I wanted to. You know, I, I think, saw the one. And,
0: I think there was, like, a vlog and maybe a practice. Yeah, I don't know. I, I made a few of uh, the old iPhone.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were doing it. Yeah, and you were doing stuff, like, to me, from somebody who's not involved in in the, you know, in the sport at MFL anymore – like it was awesome to see all the extra work that you were putting in. It raises the level of respect
0: right. you know, to be like,
1: man, look at what all this kid is doing. Like it makes me want to cheer for you even more and cheer for you harder. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, I hate the people that be like, Oh, you're, you know, the talent, the talent, this talent, that there's some talented people out there. I, I don't get me wrong. I got a lot of God-given talent, but you know, that talent only gets you so far. You got to work too.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And, and, you know, especially in a small town, because you have to, I feel like you have to continuously prove yourself, mm. you know, because you're wrestling 1A competition. And that's yeah. no shot at 1A.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. It just, yeah. Northeast Iowa, I mean, yeah, you're not, you get, you get what you get. And sometimes you got to expand, but.
1: Exactly. I
0: think, I think those extra workouts, all like it just builds your confidence too, just knowing oh, I probably did a little bit more than that guy. And it just helps you bring a little more edge to the match.
1: Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, I think it's on your Instagram. Um, your Instagram says Psalm 40, Psalm chapter 40, verse two. What, what's, what, what is that? Christ is
0: my rock. Christ is my rock. So pretty much just means like, I don't know. He's, he's everything. So, you know, my wrestling, my school, my job, my life. Do I live perfectly all the time? No, but I mean, at the end of the day, Christ is my rock. So, Everything I do is based around him and revolves around him. That's kind of what that means a little bit. So
1: mm-hmm. yeah. Is that what that verse specifically is? Is Christ is my rock? Yep. Yep. Right. How'd you come across that one?
0: Um, Fields of Faith um was put on it's like this event at it was at Walk on the football field and they had like a speaker and we got wristbands and it it was Psalm forty two. And there's just kind of a speaker there. Kinda of, it was a life changing moment. I don't know. It just sparked new way of looking at things and ever since then that that verse just stuck with me and kind of a new way of living a little bit so
1: hmm. good how were you living before that if you could uh, you know, fine. Kind of- I, I
0: was i was a religious person and stuff like that but i guess you could say i was kind of a cradle catholic where you know just kind of grew up with it with the family mm-hmm. but like after that it just kind of hit me like you know this this crap's real like You know, for me, I I 100% believe in God and everything. You know, church says and stuff like that. So for me, I was just like, this is real. And you know, you got to back up, back up what you're saying a little bit, and you know, live that way. Like in the dark and in the light. So Mm -hmm. just kind of really, truly taking in what I was uh, reading and preaching and stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm. So then, afterwards, that that is what you know. You had your life before that, and then after that, so a switch flipped, and you decided to devote more time.
0: Yeah, I I'd say I just became it. Just became more of my personality, or I I brought. I think I've got the gift to like bringing it more onto other people, talking to people about it, just helping people in need, helping people at school, just looking for those situations too. Um, Like, it it wasn't a very much night and day thing, but it was definitely just, you know, a a lifestyle, more attitude, just like doing the
1: right things, you know, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. How do you bring that and mesh it with your wrestling?
0: Um, It helps, definitely helps a lot with uh, not so much focusing on my success or failures, but more my effort and my why why I'm doing things like, um, I'm just grateful to be able to compete. Um looking at things that way, like grateful that God gave me the abilities to, you know, be an athlete and use my gifts, hopefully for his glory. So, you know, just kind of bringing that into the light and just showing like little kids, like, I don't know what you can become and things like that. It's not all about wrestling I guess is how I bring it into wrestling. I make my wrestling not just wrestling if that makes sense. It's more more about just being a better person, mastering your craft whatever it is, being a good resemblance and doing it through through God and God's work and God's will.
1: Mhm. Nice. Yeah, I love it. And you know, there's a lot of a lot of wrestlers out there that when you talk to them, you know, that is a major part of their life. And the successful ones, you know, it, it's no coincidence.
0: It's huge. Yeah. He's real. He's real, man. I'll save you.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Did you lean lean on him in in those times where you came across those adversities, those big ones, especially like after the state title loss or the state semifinal loss?
0: Yeah. A thousand percent. Cause uh, I mean, if you look at my post right after the senior year state tournament, it says defined by him, you know, I'm not defined by those medals and I'm not defined by, my wrestling, I'm not defined by my medals, you know, by this win, that win. I'm Gabe McGill, the person. I'm Gabe Miguel, the believer in Christ. I'm not, you know, just a wrestler. So, yeah, having that faith um, to lean back on is is everything. And you think about the world today, the people who are sad, you know, depressed with, you know, all these issues and things like that. If if they saw the truth and the light and they lean back on him, I think that would solve a lot of problems.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Why do you wrestle? You kind of made, you kind of said, you know, you kind of mentioned why you wrestle. And so why, why do you wrestle? It's probably
0: important to do. It's just, I I just know it, you know, I was gifted at it right away and now I've, I've used God's gifts and it's turned it into a skill. I love it. Um, I it's made me a better person. I've learned so many lessons through it. I just know that it's made me more disciplined it's the best thing for me. I just know what it's, I'm supposed to be doing. it's, you know, kept me out of trouble probably in time. (laughs) It just just keeps you on the right track. And I think in life, you know, I just, I can never sit idly by and just kind of let life happen. I always have a goal. And for me, wrestling is my favorite thing to do. It's my favorite sport. And so I'm going to attack that and embrace it and love it and try to take it as far as I can. So I think, I think that's why I wrestle and, uh, and now just continuing to make my family proud is another, another reason why I just
1: mm-hmm. continue
0: to pay them back, even though they don't ask for it. Just, I just like to make them proud and just represent them well um, by how I compete, not necessarily wins or losses, but just mm-hmm. working
1: on it. Yeah. And, you know, I forgot to ask you a little earlier, but um, maybe I'll ask you now. You guys made it to state duels. First time Chet ever made it. You know, he's yeah. been always, always close. Also close. You know, it's kind of the missing piece of his resume, you know, yeah. and then you guys made it. How cool was that to finally hang that banner that you were oh, doing qualify?
0: That was awesome. Just seeing the smile on his face. I mean, he he's put in he's put in the time. He deserves that so many times over. Um, He's drug guys to camps, gotten guys out, putting so much time in. And the pieces just fell right that year. We had a good lineup. And one, day, obviously, it's hard sometimes to fill a lineup even. I mean, and we had scrappers, you know, up and down the lineup. And guys got pins when we needed. Guys mm-hmm. dug it out in the third period when we needed them, too. So the stars kind of just aligned. And that was a special night. That gym was so loud and the most packed I've ever seen it. Yeah, I won't ever
1: forget that. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, because you guys – beat Wilton Yep. and did somebody not get pinned or somebody get a pin or like how, like, cause it was like right well, down to the last match or last couple. matches.
0: Yeah. I think Jacob, our heavyweight needed to get a pin to win the duel and we kind of knew he was going to do that and he did that, but there was like a turning match. Um, Andrew Hines match. He was like losing and ended up pinning the kid and that just, just totally momentum shift. And we started, started rolling after that and just, just worked out.
1: Mm-hmm. Just worked out. And then I guess I I, I do want to ask. So you made it to duels, state duels, and you wrestled Don Bosco first round. Did you wrestle in either of those duels? Because I don't think you wrestled against Don Bosco.
0: I didn't wrest. I didn't wrestle against Bosco. I wrestled, um, the Lake Mills duel. Who else did we? Did we just have those two duels? Honestly, I couldn't even. I couldn't even tell you. But I know I I lost to uh, that Casey Hansen in overtime from Lake Mills, and then I wrestled him for the third-place match, and we avenged that loss. So I remember that one. But, yeah, I, there was some reason. I think it was we were going to lose the duel anyways and kind of type of deal. Don Bosco is, like, number one, and they're like <laughs> – yeah. yeah, let's not get hurt before the individual tournament. Probably one of those deals. But the Lake Mills, you know, we thought we had a shot at them. So the duels, we thought we could, you know, go up on that placing bar. We were going to try to
1: compete. Mm-hmm. How just hard was it? In. What's that? Yeah, how how hard was it to you know to be told like, hey, we're we're probably going to sit, yeah, you know, because no one knew and it's hearing kind of the fire for you, like, uh,
0: yeah, it's not something I really like, but you know, just trust in them and trust them. They know it's best, but. I I'm always a gamer to compete. So it's, it was tough. And especially since that year, you know, he made the finals and I never did get to wrestle him. So, you know, like what, what would happen, but mm-hmm. I'd wrestled him before. It would have been a fun match, but I think, I think we did things the right way for
1: sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was uh, a 10 old, right? One of them.
0: Uh, it was uh kale frost. frost. Oh, the yeah, frost. The, okay. were the weight above,
1: but yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I didn't know you guys wrestled Bosco already. Hmm. How did you talk, you know, last question here before I let you go. How did you talk Chet into getting new singlets? He's a stickler for like the same. That was
0: tough, man. I mean, that was four years of work or even plus four years of work. Like the guys before me were trying so hard to get him. I mean, some of them singlets are so mustard yellow (laughs) that he still has. Them (laughs) championship singlets you should see some of the stuff he has. It's from like ancient times, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think what did it was we went to, after my junior year, we went out to Ohio to a Jeff Jordan camp. Oh and yes. He sent Jeff me a big rudest guy, right? He's like one of the owners of rudest. So Bachman, you know, hanging out with Jeff a little yeah. bit, you know, with the new flashy guy riding around with him. He's like, you know, maybe this Rudis stuff's kind of cool. And so uh, I think, you know, they hooked up a good deal with the package for us and, yeah, he just fell in love with the new wave a little bit. Got excited. Yeah.
1: So that was just your senior year. You had those new singlets. Uh, yeah, yep, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh man, bummer. I know. That those that Rudis gear though is pretty sl- is pretty it's slick. Right. I yeah, I'm hoping you know, you know. Yeah, you know, I'm hoping I can pull some strings with you know the connections I have at Monona Wrestling or MFM Mac to to get me a bag or something. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, um gosh i appreciate you sitting down i know you're busy i know you're still competing and yeah but just to take some time and and you know let me in to see what's going on for you this first year and i think you can help some athletes along the way who who are transitioning from high school to college i like to get those kids on who are fresh in their mind what happened and
0: yeah absolutely I, i appreciate you having me on here
1: Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast. Special thanks to my guest, Gabe Miguel for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Cover art created and designed by Kristen Gill. Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and my brand new Facebook page to hear more of my content. And don't forget, check out my website at Let's Talk Wrestling Podcast.my.canva.site. And as always, be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Take care, see you next time.